picture up there? That picture. This sums up my whole life right here. That's happy and that's Brooklyn's little hand. Okay? And that's the way we should be. I tell you, God's grace and mercy on my life, uh, I just can't begin to tell you, but that's, that's where we should be right there. So I'll be referring to that every now and then. Um, let's pray f- for happy. You know he's sick when he won't go out and get the wood and put in the wood stove because he loves his wood stove. I hate his wood stove. It is na- Can we women relate? It's nasty heat. It's warm, but it is dirty. So I'm like, last night he says, or yesterday, he said, I'm not feeling good. I mean, he stayed in the house all day. I said, oh, you'll be all right. You'll all be all right because that's me and him. Suck up. You'll be all right. Yeah, drink some vitamin C. You'll be all right. Take some leave. You'll be all right. It's all right. And I had been bragging because we are never sick, and we're not. We're not, and we're blessed with that, you know. And um, I say, you be all right. You're all right. Well, he stayed in bed, and then he was up because I'm so excited, and I don't want to pop his bubble, but for next week because I knew what he was studying to bring you guys this morning uh, and it was a follow-up on the gifts, the motivational gifts, the spiritual gifts, and all of those. And uh, I had gotten with him and critiqued him last week that I need a list of those. Come on, who takes notes? Who's the note taker? Yeah, and you putting it in. I need a list of those and where I can find them and kind of thing. So he was going to do a follow-up. So maybe it was selfish of me. I was saying, oh, suck up and take it. I need to hear that word you're going to bring next week, I mean, tomorrow. And um, he kept on, and he, he was trying to pull it together. And then he's like, last night, I said, oh, I pray over you. know, I prayed for him, Lord, heal him and um, great woman of faith that I am. Oh, you'll be fine. You faith, you know, healing. Well, he ain't, and he wasn't doing too good. So that goes to show you how much I get through. But he's home in bed. So it was late last night um, that I realized that I was going to come share. And so then I had to face my fears. Oh, you make me brave. You know all that I've been hollering at y'all. Well, I was scared. Because <laughs> he makes it look easy, and this is not easy. Um, okay, so y'all are my family, my friends, and you love me, right? All right. Well, I've got something I, I title for the, this morning is The Simplicity of the Gospel, okay? And I'm just one of these simple people, and i got to keep it down on the bottom shelf where the cookie jar is. So... That's where I'm going to take y'all. And if y'all are up here, I'm glad you pray for me. And I don't think I'll ever get up there, but I like it simple, okay? All right. So um, I want to pass these out. I'm not going to get in the word first. I want to do something really different. And if you guys will help me. I want you to take one of these little books. And I think I have one. Do I have one for me? Yes, I've got one. And you, you may have seen these. How many of you know what they are? Oh, good. Some of you don't. So I'm going I'm to be real smart. Y'all are going to think I'm real smart today. It won't last long. That's okay. Somebody's getting my jokes. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I had to let that daddy know he was, he was doing daddy duty out here on our Bench, changing a diaper, which is perfectly fine. It doesn't bother Gigi at all. Uh, but I let him know we had a changing table in the men's room. Isn't that wonderful? Because our young men are awesome dads. They do daddy duty. That's a great daddy over there holding that little one. Amen. Amen. All right, have you got your little books? This is the best kind of book, and since I'm so simple, I can read it, and it doesn't have words. <laughs> that wonderful? Because I like to read pictures, okay? So we all turn to the gold one, and this is what helped me um, when we were in Bible club. We have Bible clubs 
in uh, the elementary. Gail works with the Bible clubs uh, here in Louisa. Everybody get one? I don't want anybody to go without one because you're going to need it because I'm going to challenge you with this. So what we do in Bible club with kids, and I guess that's why um, I took right to it, is that it was on my level. So you turn to gold. Who wants to go to heaven? Yay! Me! There's only one alternative for not heaven, okay? Who wants to go to heaven? Me! Yeah. So we can't go to heaven because our hearts are, and let's turn to the black one. Where's my black one? Dark one. This one doesn't have a dark one? Oh, yes, it does. I can't because I have sin. My heart is dark with sin. Now, what is sin? Sin is anything I think, say, or do that does not please God. Come on, y'all. Come on. Appease me, okay? What is sin? Anything I think, say, or do that does not please God. Do we like sin? No. Why don't we like sin? It separates. This is what we do at Bible Club. It separates us from God. Anything that is disobedient, okay? So, we don't like sin. We want to go to heaven. And the only way we get there is red. Everybody turn to red. Y'all are good readers. Red. Okay? The red represents Jesus' blood. Is your blood red? Yes. Yes. What makes Jesus' blood so special? It's God's blood, and he was perfect. He had no sin. So we need his blood applied to my sinful heart to where it will turn to white, cleanse us. We're all nice and white. We get that junk out, and we can go to heaven, okay? Cool. So, that's what we learned in Bible Club. And then we would teach them obedience brings blessing. Disobedience brings judgment, which is pain. All right. Is that simple? Amen? How many of us have shared that this past year? How many? Don't raise your hand because I'm convicted myself. Can you think of one person you led to the Lord this past year? I just want to resonate right there and stew a little bit because I was convicted myself. I remember when I first got saved, I led like, three people to the Lord, and I didn't even know how to do it. I would have loved to have had this book, okay? So you don't have to have all the scriptures, boom, 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 because I didn't know New Testament from Old Testament, but I knew what Jesus had done in my heart. So I want you right now to get someone's name, someone's face. You have them. You know them. That uncle, that nephew, that cousin, that good friend, that neighbor, that is lost and needs Jesus. And let's pray that God will open the door for you to share that simple gospel of love, a lavish love, okay? All right? So we're going to go back to that in just a minute. Let's pray. We'll get into the word. Because I do know how to read, okay? All right. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Jesus. Lord, we need you. We need you, God. 
God, clarity. Help us, Lord. Hide me in you. Lord, it's all about you. It's all about you. The love of the Father. Mm, you sent your precious Son to take my sin away. Thank you, Jesus. We just want to revisit the cross there, Lord. Oh, God, come, Holy Spirit. Have your way, Lord. Have your way. We yield ourselves. Shh, no fear. Mm, mm, mm. Jesus. No condemnation. But, Lord, we invite conviction, Lord. Come and, Holy Spirit, convict us. Woo us by your Holy Spirit, Lord. Mm, Jesus. Amen. Alrighty, so when Bernie said that, I was like, Jeannie, you're going to have to do it. And I'm like, ah! I had to face my fears. And what have I been screaming at? Oh, fearless, make us fearless. We're fearlessly free. Well, I was scared to death. So y'all are getting this on the fly, okay? And, um, uh, God's just going to do what he's going to do with it. Amen. Um, my first scripture is Matthew 22, is it, Deb? Yes. Let's begin reading. Y'all do like to read, I hope. I really do like. Jesus said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, this is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is likened to it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Now right there in 40 hangs all the law and the prophets. Remember Moses was out in the wilderness and he, he wrote them down ten. And he knew those knuckleheads. He hadn't left them no time, and they were back building a calf and worshiping a calf. So he, I think God just said, those knuckleheads, we'll have to make this even simpler and give you two. He knew me. Yeah, I'm gonna, so I'm going to simplify it, okay? All right, let's go over to Mark. Oh, oh I'm no. Let's look at the commandments. Love God, which is passion, and love others, that's compassion okay love God that's your passion loving others is compassion so let's go to t Mark 12 28 and we're going to read right on down through through 34 I believe Uh, and one of the scribes came, having heard them reasoning together and perceiving that he had answered them well, answering, which is the first commandment of all. And this is what Jesus says. The first of all commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. And thou shalt love the, the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment, and the second is like the name, like the like, namely this: Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. And the scribe said unto him, Well, master, thou hast said the truth. <laughs> Look at that; they're agreeing with Jesus. Can't we get, you know, above ourselves? For there is one God, and there is none other but he. And to love him with all your heart, with all thy understanding, and with all thy soul, and with all thy strength, and to love his neighbor as himself is more than the whole burnt offering and sacrifices. There he's directing us back to that. So 
So these things are pretty important to reference back to that. And Jesus saw that he answered discreetly. He said unto him, Thou art not far from the kingdom. So how do we want to get close to the kingdom? How do we want to bring kingdom here? We want to love God with all our passion. And we want to love others with compassion. Is that too simple or is that hard? You know, I'm, I, it's simple, okay? Amen. All right, so let's go right on over to John 14, 15. We're going to start at the 15. Okay. John 15 through 27. So we're reading a lot again. If you love me, keep my, my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth within you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. But ye shall see me, because I live, ye shall live also. Mm -hmm. And that day ye shall know that I am the Father, and ye in me, and I in you. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he keepeth them. He it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him, and will manifest myself to him. You want to see God? I'd like to see God. Move on down. If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and he will come unto him and make our abode with him. You want the presence of God to set up in your life? Loving him. Loving him. Not just having a time with him on Sunday morning when we come here, and that's all wonderful, but just walking in his presence daily, hourly, minute by minute, Jesus. He that loveth me not, he that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings, and the word which ye hear is not mine, but the Father's which has sent me. These things I have spoken unto you, being yet present with you. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. Peace I leave with you. Peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. I'm going to tell you, it's a lot of fear out there, is it not? We watch the news. I used to be a news junkie. Now, I was. I, I wanted, I'd flip from one town to the other, and I'd gripe and complain. They are crazy. They're lying, blah, 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 blah. And I had to repent and withdraw myself from that, okay? Because it, it stirred my heart and my emotions to anger. And, and they're all liars, you know. And that wasn't a right attitude. And it would put fear. I, I was letting you know, little seeds of fear in my heart and anxiety. Have you met people driving up the road and there is some people that are stressed to the hilt? Huh? Huh? You, you need to be careful. This road rage stuff, is, it's bad. You, all you have to do is look at them, you know, kind of crazy. And, and, and people are stressed and they're fear, fearful and they're busy. Got to go. Got to get going. All right. Now let's go to um, Luke. Luke. We're going over here. He gives us an example. I've got them together here. 
And I love this. I love this. Luke 27 through 37. And you know this story well. But let's not let familiarity kind of take the punch away from this. This is the story about the Good Samaritan, okay? All right, so you know it. All right. But let, let's revisit that. I, I need to revisit things a lot sometimes. Okay. And he answered and said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy strength, with all thy mind, and thy neighbor as thyself. I guess you get tired of hearing me say that, but I'm going to tell you, I have to keep telling myself that. Because I can love other things before God really quick, and I get off track, okay? I can love it with my mind, uh, shopping, a new car, furniture, my job, a mate, children, grandchildren. They all belong to him, but you know what? We can get off track. So I really have to revisit this, and maybe I'm just preaching to you because Bernie asked me to so late, and I didn't have a lot of time to prepare, and you guys are so wonderful. Um, but I'm just sharing with you the spankings I get, okay? So I, I'm still on first grade of loving God with all my passion. I'm still with loving others with compassion. You know, I, I still haven't got that all together right. And he said unto him, Thou hast answered right, this do, and thou shalt live. There we go, the kingdom again. That we want to do these things, and we will live. We want to bring the kingdom down, Jesus uh, in flesh to others, loving God, loving others, okay? But he, willing to justify himself, said unto Jesus, uh, And who is my neighbor? And Jesus answered, saying, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came down a certain priest that way. And when he saw him, okay, so we can be walking on the same road and kind of miss each other, but this makes testified that he saw him. So we've got a priest, and he sees the man half dead, beat up, laying over in the road. And he passed on by on the other side. How many times have I done that? I'm speaking to me. I don't have time. I'm on my way to church. This is the priest here. Maybe he was going to a meeting. Don't you like meetings? Maybe he's going to a conference, a meeting. Okay? And he didn't have time to stop. He turned away. Now, meetings are good. Don't get me wrong. I'm having one. <laughs> Marriage by design. That's a meeting. And we're going to have fun in that meeting, okay? And we have fun in these meetings. But it's not what we're about is to go to a meeting. It's the compassion to love others and to stop and to see the need of others. We can be so busy, but I challenge you, if you'll look, look for people to love, they're there. Pray the Holy Spirit, God, come, show me. I get in the car, I'm getting ready to go to Walmart. Marie laughs at me. She's not here, bless her heart. She had her foot operated on. Uh, Miss Jean, I don't like Walmart. And she laughs because I just love Walmart. It's a mission field. Oh, let me, Jesus, let me go in here. Lord, let me be Jesus to somebody today. Give me somebody I need to pour some love out on. Okay? Amen. Amen. All right. He passed by on the other side. And likewise, a Levite, when he was at the place, came by and looked on him and passed by on the other side. So now you got a priest and a Levite. I'm just pretending like the Levite is a worshiper hunter. He's probably going to a worship meet. 
And you know, I like in worship meetings, they're all anointed, and they are. I take nothing from that. Uh, but I can't be so busy going to do my own thing that I pass that up too. And it's selfish, selfishness. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord, just turn us upside down, Lord, and empty that out. Amen. And likewise, oh, but a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him. Remember, we talked about passion, compassion. And went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his beast, and brought him to an inn, and took care of him. Now, how many of y'all going to put me up in a hotel and give me some good food to drink and, I mean, to eat and uh, some wine of joy kind of thing? We, we tend to not, this was a lot that this guy is dulling out here. And I dare say he probably wasn't a rich man. But he's doling this out to someone in need. Okay. And on the morrow, when he departed, he took out two pence and gave them to the host and said unto him, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. Which now of these three, which now of these three thinkest thou was the neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves? And he said, he that showed mercy on him. And then Jesus said, go and do likewise. Now, that's not always easy. You know, we have to have, we have to have some, you know, um, some discernment if you've been used. I know people will take advantage. But we've got to be careful to guard our hearts that we don't be old and crusty. Okay? You know, because if you, you know, I'm turning 60, y'all, this year. If you've been in this life any a length of time and have dealt with people, you can become, yeah, they're just a taker. Well, there is. There's takers and givers. But that doesn't take away from the fact that God asks us to give. And we need to, it's not always monetary. It can be time. It can be your energy. It can be sacrificial love of, I'll watch your kids, you need a day off. Um, I'll come, you know, rake leaves for an older person. You know, we have to be careful that we don't let our feeling be drained out, and then we get cold in where we don't want to give out anymore. Have you been there? All of us have hurts. If, you've had, if you're alive and breathing, you've had hurts, okay? I've had hurts. I can't tell you about some hurts. I'm going to tell you. And you know what my husband would tell you? Because I had me a gun. And I am very good with my gun. And y'all wanted now, y'all just, don't tell nobody this. I mean, I just wanted to, oh, oh, you know how you just want to take out anger and rage? And you know what Bernie would say to me? Guard your heart, Jeannie. Guard your heart, Jeannie. Guard your heart. And I'm like, and I have the right. Guard your heart, Jeannie. Guard your heart, you know. And we do. We have to guard our hearts or we become crusty. Just like the priest and the Levite. I'm sure they've had plenty of people come to the church wanting things or whatever, or to their house. It don't have to be just, you know, your neighbor needs something. Maybe you mow their yard for them. They want to borrow your brand new lawnmower. Yeah, that ain't going to happen. I mean, you know, are we giving sacrificially? Are we keeping our hearts with the oil and anointing of the Holy Spirit to keep us soft and pliable because we all could be there. Amen. All right. Then I go to 1 John 
Hereby receive we the love of God because he laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for others. Timmy said it the other week, and I had just been, you know, meditating on that, was 1 Corinthians 6.24, we were bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. You know, I can glorify God here in my mind. Then I can glorify God here in my heart. But then to glorify him with my body. And Timmy used the analogy of porn. Or it can be anything uh, that we put above God or that is not what is sin, anything we think, say, or do that does not please God, anything that's not pleasing to God. We are bought with a price. You do not have the liberty to just be frivolous about that. Amen? Amen. You know, and... Um, I was, um, um, I always keep this picture in, in my Bible, and I have it in my office. And um, I just need Jesus. I'm telling you, I am so messed up. You're messed up. We all messed up. And the only sanity and peace is Jesus. Amen? And isn't that what the world needs? The world needs what you have. But this is the only way I get through life. And I, I remember taking this picture, and I'm not one of these great photographers kind of thing, but I remember taking that. We were at the beach, and Pappy's walking up the, the beach, and there's Brooklyn. And it's such a picture of the Father. His hands are always there. He wants to lead us. But you know what? So many times we're holding on to other things. We're holding on to unforgiveness. They did me wrong. We're holding on to material things. How come they got that job and I didn't? Bitterness, unforgiveness, jealousy, envy, pride. And when I do that, I, I can't hold on to the Father's hand. And this is me. What's so funny? Okay. Amen. Now, see, Bernie wouldn't do that, but I will. What's going on? I'm nosy. I'm nosy. What's going on over there? Yeah. yeah but but this, is, this is, I refer to this so many times. It's, Jesus, where are we going? Jesus, I need you. I'm scared, even though I stand up here and say, Let's make us fearless. And I said, That's, this is God's way of kicking me right in the gut because I'd stay here. You make me brave, God. We're to be fearless. We're only born with two fears. Remember? Falling and loud noises. All the other garbage we pick up and we learn. Well, then Bernie says, Well, Jeannie, you're just going to have to do it. And I'm like, No. And I had to grab a hold of Jesus and say, okay, Jesus, I'm not sure where I'm going, but I'll follow you. Amen. Amen. And then the, and y'all work with me here, the vision like, uh, like a, a child hanging on monkey bars. And you know how you'll hang on those? Yeah, I used to. Hang on those upside down. You know, you would hang on them like going to do the skin the cat or something. Hunter, I'm almost finished. Y'all get to go home early in a minute. Yeah, I mean, um, if you'll do that song. But you know how you'll hang on the monkey bars and, and um, you'll... Um, Playing and, and your shirt will come up. And then sometimes 
spit, you know. Have you, have, I've been on, on, on playgrounds with kids, okay? And I got that vision of, Lord, just turn us upside down. Because he can't fill us because I'm so full of my, my garbage. And he can't fill us. There's no room because I got a lot of junk that I need to pour out. But I had that vision of that little monkey bar kid hanging upside down. And Lord, just, just that we just pour, turn us upside down. Reveal the nakedness, those hiding places, those things that secret sins that we don't want anybody to know about. Lord, just pull our shirt up. Just make us naked before you, Lord. Do, do you know what I'm talking about? A kid hanging on the monkey bars upside down. And I say, Lord, just sometimes men's change will come out of their pockets. Just all that garbage that, that I keep in, resentment, jealousy, envy, selfish ambition, you know. Lord, I want to pour it out. Make us naked that I, I am not ashamed. I will, you know, hanging on that monkey bar, girls mostly, you know, we'd pull our shirt down. But Lord, make us naked before you. God, I need you. And that's why I had to confess. When I, I looked back over last year of naming who I had brought to the Lord, that ain't right. It's just something wrong with that, no. I don't know about you, but that's me. And I'm to love God with passion and love others with compassion. But I'm failing somewhere because I can love God and shout and have a grand old time, but if I'm not intentional, and that's what these little books are about, being intentional about sharing the love of God with somebody, what good am I? What good is it? Did Jesus die in vain? That price, that precious blood shed in vain? Because I don't take time like the priests and the Levite. I'm too busy. All of us are busy. We need to give ourselves, just take a big breath and sit down. You know, my time, have I spelt, spent my time resonating and soaking? You know, when I get real crusty and nasty and stinky, it's because I haven't soaked in the Holy Ghost I need some good soaking. You know, when Grandma and I'm going back, telling the age, you get in an old wash tub, Grandma puts you in there, and, but you need to just soak because we are crusty, going barefooted and running and nasty and everything. And he puts you in that wash tub, and, you know, you washed in the water, then you would rinse, and then eventually the wash water got so nasty you had to wash in the rinse water. Of course, I come from a big family, okay, so... You never wanted to be the last one to get your bath. But anyway, um, you know, soak, soak me, Jesus. Turn me upside down. Spill the garbage out to where I'm empty and I have room. I have room in my heart to love again. I have room in my heart, Lord, that I would be brave I'd be brave and put myself out there and a sacrificial gift to, to love and go the extra mile with somebody. Lord, help me. Help me be like you, Jesus. I want to be like you, Jesus. You are a servant. Make me one too. Lord, I am willing. Do what you must do. And you need to be careful when you say that. Because he will come. And he will start doing. And you'll start screaming. Do what you must do, Lord. 
when people see me, do they see Jesus? I had an opportunity. I took my sister-in-law to the doctor's office. Um, I think it was Wednesday morning. And we were sitting in there, and this lady come in. She, she looked like she may be my age or whatever, and she had her mom, and her mom had Alzheimer's. I could see it just like that because you know that look. And she was just dealing with doctors, and her mom was trying to take her coat off, and she was putting her coat on, and they went in. And I just started praying for that woman because it, it was close and dear to my heart because I knew what she was going through. And when she came back out, and her mom had gotten up and was going in the hall, and I got her, I said, well, come on back here, you know, because she had to go over and talk to the, the receptionist. And so I got her sat down, and uh, I sat back down, and the, the lady uh, started putting her coat on, and I just went over and I said, you look like you need a hug. Huh? And she looked at me, and she started crying. I hadn't even started praying yet. <laughs> I said, you look like you need a hug. And I just hugged her and started speaking into her ear that she was a good daughter. She is a good daughter loving her mom through this hard time. And her mom had Alzheimer's really bad. And started speaking those things to her that the Lord knew this sacrificial love. You know, we want love, but we want it easy. Well, who is the example of love? Jesus. That wasn't easy. That was not easy. That cross was not easy. And so I just started praying, in, you know, in her ear. And she was just crying, and we, we talked and all. And my sister-in-law, Linda, she's like, Jeannie, I just can't believe it. And then, so she starts crying because she's still dealing with some, the loss of my brother, you know. So she's still mourning. But God is all sufficient, people. We might not have all the scriptures, See, this doesn't have John 3.16 in here, for God so loved the world. But, but you have it in here, and this is just a tool to help you in an easy way. Because a lot of times, they don't want you spouting off all these scriptures. Because a lot of them, they probably already know them, probably, maybe better than you. They just know that they're hurting. And somebody cares. Somebody loves me. Somebody saw that I was desperate dealing with my mom. I challenge you to look for opportunities to love. They're there. Go to Walmart. You know what Bernie shares, and he has shared several times at Christmas? You want to do something for Christmas? Go in Walmart like Christmas Eve, and walk down through those aisles, and you'll see a many a daddy in his work boots and greasy walking up down through there trying to figure out how he's going to buy his kids Christmas. It ain't hard. It ain't hard, people. What's $100? What's money? Money is paper with green ink. You can't outgive God. But it's not always monetary. It's somebody hugging and saying, you look like you need a hug. It's checking out at, at Walmart. I made a friend, the little, my little brown-eyed beauty is what I called her. I said, Bernie, Bernie, I would always look for this little girl that was the cashier at Walmart. And he said, what are you doing? I said, I'm looking for my little brown-eyed beauty. He said, what? Of course, he's used to it by now. I said, come on, we got to get in this line and... It's longer, burn, you know, men, they get in, get out. That's it, you know, with shopping. I'm like, no, 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 I got to see how she's doing. He's like, oh, God, we're going to be here a half an hour, you know. But checking out with her, finding out. When I first started talking to her, her she, would, she had all this greasy hair. 
And I told her, you've got the prettiest big brown eyes. And what's your name? And got to talking with, <clears throat> excuse me, with her. And the next couple times I'd see her, she'd be, that little, you know, you don't know what it will do, just words. It doesn't have to be money. It can be words. And I saw her, and she, she, she says, you know what? I'm going back to North Carolina. She's moving out from living with her boyfriend. She's going back to North Carolina to see her mom, and she's going to start back into school. She was doing some, um, some uh, uh, community college down there. That didn't cost anything but time. And don't get me wrong, the older I get, time is more precious. I understand that clock ticking. But a sacrificial gift of love. That sacrificial gift of love. Look, be intentional about your spiritual health, really. Because you will learn and you will feel, man, God used me. God will use you. He can use a donkey. He can use us. And you know, I was getting so nervous about this and that, everything. And, and the Lord says, well, Jeannie, is this about you or is it about me? I'm sorry, Lord. You know, I don't want to look stupid and foolish in the eyes of my peers. They already think I'm crazy. <laughs> And that's okay, because I'm crazy in love with Jesus. You know, that audacious love of the Father, that lavish love that you have, the more you give it out, the more he pours in. And we don't have to be that little kid hanging upside down. letting it. Come on, God, just fill us. Fill us. Fill us, God. I had to repent too, I, you know, my neighbors and, and just breaching out, doing that. I had to be the one to do it first. They wronged me, blah, blah, blah. No, do it, people. I don't care who's at fault. It doesn't matter who's right or wrong. It's what's right. It's not about keeping score, people. His blood would not be in vain. I'm sorry, what, Dad? Come on. Jesus, we're going to close. We need you, Jesus. Okay, this morning, Jeannie called, and anyway, I laughed at her because I thought, oh, my gosh, if I went up there, I would be scared. If I was asked to preach, I'd be very scared, and I didn't mean to laugh at you, so anyway... But, you know, a few weeks ago, Jimmy and I went to an old friend of his house. And, um, you know, we were looking, we were trying to get permission for me to photograph this old mill out there um, on uh, Yanceyville Road. Anyway, he said, you know, he said, I wouldn't mind going by and seeing my old friend Lawrence. And I was like, well, turn around and go back. We walked into the house. And I knew when I saw this man, I melted my heart was crushed, and I knew that I was adopting this man. He's been in this chair for nine years, and he's been, he's paralyzed. He had a stroke on his left-hand side, and, you know, I couldn't imagine the loneliness. He's never been married. He's, he took care of his father, whose father died in the bed that was in the same room. Anyway, my heart was crushed. I had no idea who this man's caregivers were. All I knew was somebody came in the morning to help feed him, get him out the bed. Somebody came at lunchtime and helped feed and gave him his lunch. He can use his right side. And in the evening, that same person came back and helped get him in the bed and brought him dinner. Well, I took Betty, Jimmy's mother, over there, and I heard in a conversation, I'm in their kitchen organizing and doing what I do best right? It's not necessarily communication. It's not necessarily compassion and love sometimes because we talk about this pain and being, you know, anyway, you get hardened from it. So I heard Betty and 
um, Lawrence talking about um, Patty being his caregiver. And I actually, I finally met the weekend guy who came in and I met Patty. And I did not know her, but I heard Betty, I know, I heard Betty and Lawrence talking. And come to find out, Patty is Jeannie's sister-in-law, your brother oh, Dean. Yeah. And it's, you know, and I've been meaning to tell you this, but this morning it's like resignating. And God took me there through Jimmy that day because my heart, God just put something in me. And I've been taking him food. I, you know, I asked him what his favorite meals were, what he had cooked, you know, what he liked when he was able to do on his own. And I made him those meals and I've taken them to him and put them in the freezer. And, you know, when God drops something into your heart, no matter how hard it is, you need to open it up. Even if you, you know, I can't get over there every day or a couple of times a week. And I was sick last week and I felt bad. But, you know, I went over there Friday and took him some more food. And, you know, it blesses me. Yes. It just blesses me. So thank you. Amen. Isn't that the way it is? Yeah, we can't keep it to ourselves. We can't keep it to ourselves. So um, we'll just close. Thank you for listening to this message. We hope you are blessed and encouraged by it. Central Virginia Assembly of God is located on 5052 Cross County Road, Mineral Virginia, 23117. If you would like more information about the church, visit us at centralvaag.org or call 804-514-2413. We would love to hear from you. God bless.